What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. If it doesn't work, you're just not using enough. You're listening to Software Radio, special operations military news, and straight talk with the guys in the community. Hey, welcome back to an episode of Soft Rep Radio. I have today a very special guest, and his name is Francis Ricciopi. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. But first, I need to point out that we have a merch store, okay? And you help keep the lights on when you go and buy one of our mugs or our, our shirts and you support Soft Rep. Go check out our merch store. And also, we have kicked off a really cool book club, and it's softrep.com forward slash book hyphen club, I think. If not, you can find it by just looking up the Software Book Club. Get involved in that. And uh, we have a lot of books going out to a lot of our members that listen. So without further ado, do not put too many commercials in front of you. The person that we have today, I'm going to read you a little bit about him real quick. Founder and creator of the Jed Burrow podcast and founder of FR6 as a guest with me today and who I've brought onto the show for soft rep, Fran has served 13 years in the United States Army as a Green Beret, deploying three times to Iraq and spending several years operating across Africa. A lifelong sailor, Fran volunteers to teach veterans to sail as the race director for Sailhead, a veterans service organization dedicated to reducing the veteran suicide rate. He also served as the director of global security for Snapchat, 
Fran is a performance development coach for Boston University Men's Rowing and heads leadership programs for retro fitness using his five components of a performance mindset. So Fran has a BA in journalism from Boston University, an MBA from NYU Stern. He holds the highest certifications in the corporate security industry and has been recognized by the FBI and the DHS for his leadership and innovation. And Fran, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And I need to go to the merch store. Yes, please check that out. Check us out. And also, I'm sure that the Jedber podcast, which you helm, has its own merch. Oh, we do have our own merch, and uh, I built the store on Shopify. That was an emotional experience to try to have. Actually, it was easy, but for me, it took quite a bit of time to figure it out. You know, the hardest part is the pictures. Like, what pictures are you going to put in this thing? Because I tried taking pictures in all these different places of, like, our shirts and our sweatshirts and our hats, and I could never get it right. Because, right, I don't have, like, a light booth, and I guess you could create one. And then I said, you know what? Screw it. I wear this stuff. My team wears this stuff all over the place when we do these recordings. People are going to wear it in the real life. Let's just put pictures of people wearing our stuff, like me and everybody and the rest of the team, in all these different places. And then people are going to actually understand what it looks like. So that's what we did. And we just launched women's t-shirts because I totally screwed that up too. I bought all this merch like a year ago. I was super excited about it. And I went to my wife and I was like, hey, check it out. Here's all the merch. And we go through it. And she's like, well, where's the women's t-shirt? Right. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, that's the smalls. And she's like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> women's shirts are different than men's shirts. They're cut differently, you idiot. And so I, so after a year, I've got out. I, I did it right. I took the advice and I got, we got women's cut t-shirts. A little V-neck, right? Goes a long way and a little bit on the ribs, you know, a little (laughs) specific, you know, uh, same thing for my wife. Same thing. It's like, hey, I got shirts made for the shops. You know, our logo's all over it. She's like, yeah, okay, well, did you get any women's shirts made? And I was like, well, again, here, small, right? Medium, right? Here you go, right? She's like, the cut, dude. It's the exact same thing. So yeah, I had no idea. What a great uh, lesson <laughs> if you're going to open up a fashion line or put some merch out there and you're listening and you have your own show and you're trying to work on Spot- Shopify to get that uplisted. <laughs> you know, these are things you got to take into consideration, but that's money. See, when you're looking at merch, like I look at it, I'm like, okay, I just spent a thousand dollars on like all these sh- shirts right here. Right. And they're all going to fit small, medium, large, extra large and double X for the big guys and maybe triple X, a couple of those. But you've just got to bring in the ladies too, because. yep hard lessons learned and our podcast is over thanks for listening that is your lesson for the day we'll be back (laughs) tomorrow no we'll keep going we'll keep going so that's cool so you're into uh you know running your own shopify obviously you're hands-on as a green beret you're like going through the qualification course and going through selections and being put through the rigorous training that you have to be chosen to be one of the three out of the song i think right three get the green beret (laughs) 100 men will test today only three will Don the Green Beret. Was Shopify anywhere in your mind? No, Shopify was not in my mind. Podcasting was not in my mind. Journalism was in my mind. I will say that because that's what I actually had truly always wanted to do. I went to Boston University to study journalism. I wanted to be Tom Brokaw, Dan Rather, Peter Jennings. They were the network news anchors of the day, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS. And I grew up watching them. And I said, this is what I got to do. I want to be a network news correspondent. And 9-11 was my junior year. And then I had a decision to 
make. And mm-hmm. that decision was actually not a hard one for me because I spent a couple of years watching these guys with beards and long hair, riding horses, saving the world. And I had, I said, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to move to a small market in, uh, you know, Bangor, Maine, beautiful place, but small market when it comes to journalism, or am I going right. to go in the middle of nowhere somewhere in America and have to create, you know, a highlight reel working three jobs, which is, you know, what, what you used to have to do in order to get into journalism, right? Cause we didn't have the internet. There was no YouTube. There was no, no. you couldn't create your own media channel like we can today. Or am I going to go and go into the army and seek vengeance upon those who did us harm? And maybe if I want to be a reporter, if I want to be a journalist later on down the road, that's what I'll do. And so that's the decision that I made. So I chose to go into the army and go there and and serve and uh, spend a couple of years in the infantry, uh, Mm -hmm. which was an amazing experience, and then made my transition over to special forces. And when I now, uh, now I can make my return to journalism. Now, when you go into infantry, so you were already uh, commissioned when you joined or did you enlist? So I was a uh, Division One athlete at, at BU as well. So I was on the men's rowing team. So I did not do ROTC. Mm-hmm. I didn't do, I had no previous experience. Mm-hmm. So I went into the recruiter about halfway through my senior year. And I said, I want to go into the army and I want to be an officer. I want to go to officer candidate school. I, I talked to a bunch of people who, you know, who I knew who had served and stuff. And they said, well, why would you want to do that? And I and I said, well, you know, I want to, I want to lead. I want to, you know, I want to lead soldiers. I want to go into the infantry. That was my, that was my top choice. Mm-hmm. And I want to then progress to become a Green Beret one day. And they kind of were like, oh yeah, okay, good, good luck with that. But we'll, best we can do for you is try to get you into the army. So <laughs> that's what, that's what I did. I went through the selection process and we got accepted to officer candidate school. I uh, went to basic training, had like a three day break and then straight into OCS. And then, uh, which and then is officer there, candidate school for yep. those listening. OCS is Officer Candidate School. Okay. Yeah. And so I had in all, like, I think it was like 18 months at Fort Benning, which is now Fort Moore as of last week. Uh, the first 18 months was all training. That was it. You know, it was, it was basic officer candidate school, the infantry officer basic course. You know, I went to, it was ranger school, airborne school, courses to learn about the Bradley fighting vehicles because I was going to fourth idea mechanized infantry unit. So I prepare you extremely well to have a technical understanding of everything you need to go be successful. But what you don't have is experience. And you learn very quickly, at least I did when I walked in that platoon room, that platoon office day one, that I may have done all these great things and been a a collegiate athlete and graduated at the top of my class and gone to all these schools, but I didn't know shit because the guys in that room, they're the ones who'd been to combat. Some of them had been to Iraq already. A lot had been to Afghanistan and Iraq. They were the ones who I was going to learn the most from. I had to be ready to embrace that and accept that because those who who walk into those rooms and aren't willing to understand that you might be in charge, but you don't know a damn thing about outside of the book knowledge are not going to succeed. And I learned that lesson pretty quick. Right. So coming in as a young officer, probably a first lieutenant, second, second lieutenant, second Second lieutenant, you probably had a platoon sergeant that was working with you. That was like, you know, Never going against you in front of the men, but maybe talking with you, you know, candidly to say things were going the way they were, right? You know, when I walked into my platoon, I sat down <laughs> with my platoon sergeant. He said to me, he said he had been in the first Gulf War. 
<laughs> in, right. And so, yeah. so you kind of, you kind of look at them and you're like, Oh, all right. I, I was like 11 yeah. when that happened. I was right? 12. Yeah. I know. Really, really. <laughs> so really. it starts to put things in, in perspective. And we do, we, we had a great conversation day one. I'll never forget it where he said, look, my job here is to make you successful. That's right. You know, you've come here. We're a team. We're a partnership. You know, I didn't have a platoon sergeant, you know, who was one of those, those folks who, you know, tells you to, you know, sit in the corner and shut up or, you know, another one who, you know, yeses you all day long and talks a about Barnes, you Barnes for platoon, you know, whatever you say, yeah. Lieutenant, whatever you say, you know, <laughs> no, he, he was, yeah, yeah, no, not yeah. at all. He was, he was very much about, you know, we're a team, yes. we're a partnership, this platoon will, and we were getting ready to go to Iraq. Everybody knew you know, had about four or five months before we were going to deploy for a year. And so, you know, the pressure was on, the pressure was on to build a, a leadership team between him and I, that was going to be successful and in, incorporate in our squad leaders and build a platoon that was going to come home because at that point in time in 2005 you know that was that was the height of sunni shia insurgency there was a lot of yeah. loss that we were experiencing and you know our goal was go there be successful and bring everybody home you know that's what we have to do and that's what we put our minds to and and um that relationship was really important i just talked about this with the sergeant major of the marine corps so yeah. sergeant major troy black was on a couple of episodes on episode 98 and you know we talked all about that relationship and how you can actually trace back officers who don't perform well to their first platoon sergeants and their first seen you know non-commissioned officers and whether they were embraced by them or they were not Right. I can see that, you know, uh, as a platoon sergeant, I would imagine you want the success of the lieutenant coming in, you know, even if you are old, salty and chewing on leather from, you know, the last couple wars, you're like, hey, I know what I need to do here. And I know that this dude's I'm about to retire and you're just coming in. But my goal is to make you be successful, you know, and so that's really cool. I, I really like to talk about that, because when you transition from the military, and you've had leadership positions and you want to just wind up in a leadership position. If you can hear the people around you still on the team, you know, and pull from them and work with them like you're in the trenches together, right? Like one together, but you still have at the end of the day, what I like about SF guys is like a no salute zone and like a first name basis kind of thing. But at the, but you have to still like, you know, in regalia, you still salute the captain. You still do all of that in front of the general, et cetera. Right. So there is its rhyme or reason for that leadership. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I think what's important to understand is that there's a difference in jobs. And what happens is, and I just had somebody post something on our YouTube channel on Sergeant Major Black's episode. This was this morning. And it, people misunderstand, even people who serve, you know, they misunderstand the role of the commissioned officer versus the non-commissioned officer. They have different jobs, okay? And even those who are in these roles often mischaracterize and misunderstand what they're there to do. My job as a detachment commander on an SF team, as a platoon leader, as much as I wanted to, and sometimes was, and getting pulled back and yelled at by my guys, as much as you want to be the first guy through the door, as much as you want to be the one who's going to stand up and give direction and tell guys what to do and make things happen, that's not your job. That's not your job. Your job is to plan. Your job is to bring resources. Your job is to advocate for the team. It's to understand the battlefield. And if that requires you at some times to sit in the truck and coordinate aircraft because you're going to drop bombs or you're going to bring in medevac or you're going to move additional forces and you don't get to you know run down the street and shoot your gun and kick the door down, that's your job. And there's other people who are there where their job is to do that. Now, sometimes you might have to, and sometimes that might be your job to go do that. And where we fail and where we go wrong is when we don't understand that role. Now, translate that into any organization, any organization, corporate world, right? What's the number one reason for conflict in the workplace? Number one reason for conflict in the workplace, role misalignment, role misunderstanding, I go to work every day and I want to, I think that I should be doing something different than what I'm doing and, and I act like that. Or me and somebody else each think that we're responsible for the other's world. And we've never had that conversation. Our leadership has never sat us down and clearly understood swim lanes. When we have conflict in the workplace, we can so often trace that back to, do you know what you're here to do? Do you accept what you're here to do? Do you embrace it? And do you execute on it? You might not like it. We don't always like what we're going to do. And you might be working to change what you're doing. But when you try to do other people's jobs, that's where we have problems. Yeah, you know, I worked in corporate America for a good six years, you know, high tech company. And you would have people who would get hired on as a certain, like, say, account manager. And then they would find themselves in a trust and safety department all the time. And you're like, but you should be, you know, and I, I get that. And, and, you know, maybe they gravitated towards that job because they didn't realize it existed when they got theirs. But then all of a sudden it's like, you don't need to do, you have to do your job, focus on your lane. Like you said, you know, stay the course, have a one-on-one -on -one with your boss, figure out if you're supposed to be in uh, your neighbor's business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Say, am I allowed to like give input if I hear something or no? No, no, yes, no. Just let me know. <laughs> By the way, I'm taking your trash out because I know that you don't want to ask me to do it because I'm the friend on the team. I'm not just the bro on the team, right? Yeah. So as the commander, I would see you working hard and I'd see your trash can filled. And when you go to toss that trash into the thing, it's going to be empty for you. So you don't have to worry about telling anyone to clean it because I want to be on point, sir. That's what I want. I want point. 
Okay. And you know that, and you know that Rad's going to be on point and you're going to be like, Rad is the bro on the team, not the bro, the friend on the team. Cause there's a bro and a friend on the team. Yeah. You can send, Hey, here you are working hard. You throw your trash into the basket, trying to get everybody this weapons, a ride, a place to fight, a person to fight against the mission and to come home. That's you. That's what you're doing in the office. And the last thing you need to do, do is worry about, Hey, bro, will you take the trash out for me? Let me get back to my work. It should already be yep. done. They should already be looking at you like, hey, the boss is getting me this gig, man. And he knows I'm the breacher and he's going to give me some extra decor. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Right? <laughs> we all have a role to play and we got to understand what that is. Right, right, right. The bro versus the friend on the team. And I want to talk to my listener and say, are you the bro or the friend on the team at where you work? You know, and it just takes a switch maybe to change a little bit. And it's not sucking up to the boss. You're hired. To, to do things and work for the boss. And it's okay to be like, Hey, is this, you good with this? You like this? Are you happy with this? Is this cool? And everyone's like, he's always in there talking to the boss. He's always in there like, you know, kissing up. Nah, man. He's just trying to provide customer service to who hired him because he is providing that to the person who's paying him. And if you're working for uh, the captain or in uh, the captain in a corporate America, then you owe them some customer service. And hey, we all want five star Google reviews. You know, go ahead and leave me one. Your boss wants you to leave them one. That kind of thing. I don't know. Does that make sense? Well, we don't. We can't lead in a vacuum. We can't no. lead, and we can't. And I don't even. You know, recently I've kind of stopped saying the word follow, right? Because I don't. I think it sets the wrong message. Because when we think about what do effective organizations do, and again, it can be in the military, it can be outside of the military. If you take it back to lessons you learn in the military, take it back to basic training. Take it back to the recruiting posters. Look at the recruiting posters for the army. Okay, be all you can be. That's the army went back to be all you can be, which I think was a great, great idea. Look at the Marine posters, okay? Where in the visuals that you see, does it say follow? Where's the motto that you see where it says follow? Now, Okay. Someone will say, well, the infantry models yeah. follow me. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, follow me is not, I'm going to follow you. It's follow me. Together. Like on okay. the line. Uh, I'm leading, <laughs> I'm leading you. Yes. yes right. Yes, yes, it's yes. all about leadership. Right. So we train people from the recruiting poster to be a leader. We never talk about this is what it's like to follow. Let me, we're going to have a block of instruction today and points of performance of following. Now, through your training of being a leader, you're going to do things like rotate roles. Okay, go back to the conversation we just had. Well, what do you do in a different role? Sometimes you shut your mouth and you do what you're told. Mm -hmm. Is that following? Well, maybe, but is that also training yourself to be a leader? Because this may not be my domain to make a decision in, and to organize forces and organize projects and do things. And my role here mm -hmm. may be to execute this portion of it. I'm going to lead that portion of it. I'm going to take ownership of it. I'm going to take accountability of it. I'm going to execute. I'm still a leader, but we never talk about following. And so any organization, whether that organization is in the military, whether it's a corporate environment, whether it's a sports team, it doesn't really matter. We've got to train leadership from day one. I completely agree. And I think that, you know, there's enough sheep and shepherds and wolves out there fighting over all of the pasture that shepherds have the cattle prod. Okay. 
And so it's like, be a shepherd, you know, be your own self shepherd. And I think I want to talk about Audie Murphy. You're familiar with Audie Murphy. Yes, I've heard of him. Okay. Audie Murphy, <laughs> right? World War II, you know, decorated 19 year old. Okay. Let's be clear. There's uh, an NCO a, award named uh, after him. Yeah, uh, exactly. And became a commissioned officer in the field. Okay. And such a young man, a self leader who didn't give up went after the burning tank and got up onto the, to the weaponry on there and just started to fend off the German forces as a leader. Like everybody else around him was just like probably wounded and he was just up there himself, his own management skills, his own thought process of that recruitment poster or, you know, going through his basic training and honing in on leadership's skills all came to fruition for him. You know, he just had to make all these decisive decisions at such a young age right? Audie Murphy is someone who is a very, you know, decisive leader in the middle of a shitty situation. I never usually swear, but I mean, you can't really get it any other way (laughs) on the, on the podcast. I'm just saying, I try to keep it totally chill, but you know, God, I'm very emotional about it, but Audie Murphy, very good leader right there. Like in crisis. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Well, I mean, think about how a special forces team is organized. Okay. So a special forces team is, because it's a small unit, it's a little bit easier to do than in a larger organization. But that's also why we have sub-levels of command, right? Why do you have managers? Okay. Well, who's a manager? Well, a squad leader is a manager. That's a people manager. A team leader is a manager. Okay. An individual soldier, that's an individual contributor. And I'm thinking, you know, talking primarily about the task organization of like an infantry platoon. Well, once you're in the corporate world, once you're in charge of one person, you're considered a manager. So if you're in charge of five people and you're a E5 team leader, you you are a manager. And same for a squad leader who's in charge of nine people, right? These are subordinate levels of command. On an SF team, we have seniors and juniors across the various different specialties. But the entire conversation that we're having when we talk about input and planning is we're seeking input from everybody on that team because we understand at the leadership level that we don't have all the answers. That why do we recruit, assess, 
and select dynamic people from different backgrounds because they're going to bring different perspective to problem sets. And what we want is to have that conversation. So we want to be inclusive in our planning process to understand everybody's perspectives, but then we want to be decisive in our decision-making, knowing whose decision it is, most often the commander who's going to take input Mm -hmm. and then make the decision. But then what happens when we make the decision? It doesn't matter what your argument was. You execute that decision, Mm -hmm. barring, you know, illegal, immoral, you know, caveats, right? So that's what is really great about when we talk about instilling discipline in that the military teaches primarily people, right? Mm-hmm. Is you don't, you're taught you, when you walk out of that room, if your idea didn't get chosen, you're going to shut your mouth and you're going to execute. And you're not going to talk bad about everybody and spread dissension. We right. see that, we, we don't see that enough in the civilian world. We see that, I mean, we could talk about politics. No, I said this exact conversation <laughs> like, with someone yesterday. I said, you know what you're saying is dissension among your team here, and I can hear it. And if I hear it, other people can hear it. Yeah. And that just happens, you know? And if something happened between you and someone else on the job, then that needs to be taken care of between you and someone else. It doesn't need yeah. to be spread out to Bill, Bob, and Jan down the, down the way because they weren't even involved. Now you're just spreading dissension about someone that has – there's two sides yep. to every story. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick Murphy, the former congressman and uh, secretary of the army was on the podcast last year, uh, 41 or something like that. I don't remember. And he has a great quote that I've, I've used a lot. And he says, you can disagree, but you can't be disagreeable. And what's the difference between those two things? I, we can disagree. We should yes. disagree. We should have different, we should have open discourse about our perspectives on a topic. Correct. But what's disagreeable? When the decision is made that we're going to do what you want and I don't, that I shut down. I shut you out. I don't want anything part of you. I'm unwilling to talk about it. Or because you have a different perspective on an issue, whether or not a decision has even been made, I'm not going to sit here and listen to your perspective. And all I'm going to do is speak badly about you. I'm going to work against you. And I'm going to create divide. That's disagreeable. And what we are experiencing now in a totality of many different things. I think society writ large is a society in which we think that it's okay to become disagreeable and we can just shut you out. We can say bad things about you on social media. We can turn you off. Okay. And you know, block you. And now all of a sudden you don't exist. Well, that's not productive to building organizations because what's going to happen in two next week, a month, a year when I need you on my team when I need you on my side mm-hmm. for an issue. You're going to do the same thing to me, right? It's true. We're it's never like, going to get gonna, anywhere. Yeah. Are you going to, are you going to always have, you know, I, I like where you say, know your place, you know, there's a time and a place to approach the chain of command and talk to them. And if you do get to, to voice your idea on a mission or in a planning, corporate planning session, or just as your small business, you're just talking with your wife in, in bed and your partner, and you're just trying to come up with the strategic capability. You just got to, you know, I guess just be the best you can be and don't get at each other's throats. And I guess know your place, you know, like I'm really good at doing what I do for my company. My business partner's really good at what he does. And he always tells me, well, I'm not a welder. So what's your excuse? And I'm like, <laughs> you built the tank, dude. It's so cool. He's like, but I'm not a welder. So what's your excuse? I'm like, 
I'm a model. My hands, <laughs> you know, jokingly aside, it's, I'm shunning that, but I give him respect for him, you know, leading for me to see that. That's, yeah. and I'm not really following his lead. I'm just walking in his, I guess I am. Yeah. Ajax, there you go. There's a shout out, bro. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to use follow like, like my man, uh, Fran here, but I, I do, I do follow in Ajax's footsteps on some things and I think he follows in mine and together that's kind of like a team effort though. You know, we're well, like you're supporting this. each other. Yeah, that's exactly. called being a teammate. Yeah, you know, that's called. I mean, and so what else do you? What else is a big component that's missing from organizations in the civilian world? It's the it's the team ethos. It's this idea that you know you don't. In order for me to win, you don't have to lose. Right. Right. We can all benefit, but we only benefit when we work together. You know, and but what happens is. Right. We don't instill, I'm thinking of this, so I'm trying to think about the best way to, to tell this story, but I'll give you an example. All right. yeah, so my, my daughter's in eighth grade. She had a, a lacrosse game last week. Okay, so I live in Connecticut. Lacrosse here, like there's five-year-olds who would have beat me when I was in high school playing at the high school varsity level. Like this is, I've never seen they got to sneak you around the back pass and stuff. I, yeah, I, they're like, what ball? <laughs> I took my daughter to practice the other day, and there was a high school like JV or freshman game going on on the other field. And I, this kid had this ridiculous fast break. I literally yelled. I don't even know. I didn't know one person over there. And this kid took it down the field, made a sick move, and scored. And I was literally like, oh, yeah! yeah. I have no idea who the kid was. I don't know anything about it. It was just a ridiculous ridiculous play i've never seen anything like that. but anyway so this uh so they show up to the game and 50 percent of her team's not there and they don't have enough players and so they, and they're playing a very good team team next door probably the best team you know, that's there. has its players and they have all their yeah. players yeah, they got yeah. they're they, na- they have a bigger team anyway yeah, yeah and they have all they have all their players yeah they're there and yeah. uh, so eventually, you know, a couple of girls trickle in, you know, late, and they end up having the exact amount of players that they need. It's like a, whatever it is, 11 or something like that. I think there's more in girls across. But so there's no subs. Right. And so it's all these girls went out and they gave it absolutely everything they had. And they got made fun of by the other team. It was actually really disrespectful. It was quite frustrating. As a father, I was I was really kind of pissed. But they were super rude. The other team, they were disrespectful. They made fun of them. They said really nasty things. But my daughter's team lost. Like it was like sixteen to nothing or twenty to nothing. It was really bad. Um, no subs. And and you know, but think about just only the psyche, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, forget about the play on the field. And you know, I try. You try to coach. You know, they're in eighth grade, so it's try to you know, you can only control what you can control. Don't right. think about the fact that you know, like you're just gonna go out there, give it everything you have. But you know, their mind was made up when they showed up to warm up, and you know, they're down players and. They're like we're never going to compete with the best team right now, and so you know there was, an, but they fought hard and they did everything they could. And you know, my point after the game to my daughter was, I said, "What did your coach say?" And she said, "Well, the coach is upset." And I said, "All right, well, what's she going to do about it?" And she said, "Well, you know, she said she's going to make the other team, the, the kids who didn't come, that they should have to run in practice." And I said, "You know, it should have to happen." The whole team should have to run. The whole team should run the whole practice because this isn't about the players who weren't there. This is about the fact that this is a team and you let your teammates down. And what's going to happen if you punish those who didn't show up? 
you're going to actually create a divide between those who showed up and those who didn't. So what would we have done in my previous career? Everybody's going to run and everybody's going to get punished. And did you deserve it for coming out and playing hard? No, you didn't. But do you need to now learn to hold those other people accountable for not coming? Should they know on the other side of that equation that when they didn't show up, they've now punished you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now yeah. I'm not advocating that we should, you know, no, I get beat, it, every, beat everybody, right? You know, like we do. Right? You eat it. <laughs> they earned it. Here you go. It's like, right. But like, yeah. we've got to think about today. How are we building our teams? Yeah. How are we reinforcing teamwork? Because we're creating individualistic societies. Zoom has created an individualism amongst teams. How do we ideate if our interaction in the workplace all day is in 45-minute blocks of scheduled time on this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How much gets done after meetings, five minutes after meetings, walking down the hallway? More, more, I would argue, gets done. And what's happening? Yeah. Right, in the environment when you're around people. And we're seeing this. We're seeing all these companies, Facebook, Zuckerberg was talking about it last week that he was wrong when he came out after COVID and said, we're going to move everybody remote. We never need to be together again. And all of those who stood up. Yeah. yeah, And and now they're like, we haven't created a new idea in three years. I mean, I get that during COVID, you know, where it made sense. Everything was getting shut down. Businesses had to stay open. And here we are. We're using those mediums right now. This, this podcast situation. I used to be hand to hand with you in the room, you know, sitting with a mic, right? And then COVID hit, separated everybody. And now we're just starting to get back to where you're having like in-person interviews on TV or other galas, right? We're only about six months after the mask mandate or something, it seems like here in yeah. Utah just being done. You know, maybe yeah. that, maybe it's been three years already. What, what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> it all blends together. <laughs> My man, you know, I'm just like, but yeah, I can only imagine being in the workplace where you thrive on the, so for my, my gun, my airsoft stores, you know, it makes sense for me to be in there. And I start thinking about everything that goes on with war games. I'm like, here I am. This is the war game generator in here. And everybody in here is all about war games. And the moment I leave and I get into my commuter seatbelt and I buckle up and I'm driving, I'm thinking about, oh, what I'm going to take my wife to dinner. So that's a different, it changes from being in the environment. If I'm always at home, always looking at dinner working, it doesn't seem like I'd be so productive on, I don't know, I need people around me to help brainstorm and, you know, sling mud. The human being is a social creature. Mm -hmm. And I do not believe anybody who says, I don't need people around me. Mm -hmm. I think those people actually need to talk to somebody because (laughs) that goes against every fiber and the psychology that We as people, we as people need to be around other people. It's fact. And we thrive in environments. Now, there's varying levels, right? You know, there are introverts, there are extroverts. Not everybody's going to be in a room of 130 people and make everybody laugh and stand up. Or can but they? Even or could they? They can. I mean? some, some introverts are incredibly amazing at it. I they, mean, I had, turn, they may not know it, but they have it. And, uh, you know, unless they go into a room of people and say hi. <laughs> a lot of comedians don't like to talk to people. Right. I mean, they're like, they're what? I think, full. 
you know, like 60,000 yeah. people. Oh, hey, what's the joke? But yeah. afterwards, it's like, get me out of here. <laughs> yep. But they still have like someone or a yeah. small group of people. And everybody needs that. Right. People right. thrive on that. We talk about community. You know, community comes up a lot in a lot of conversations we have on the podcast. But people want to be around others. You can't really have the isolation. You know, I watch these uh, reality shows where they try to match make in isolation and they try to fall in love with never seeing each other. And like, then they finally see each other and it's like a person and I love you even more. (laughs) (laughs) Your mind was great, but damn, you're real. (laughs) This AI's coming, you know? And so, Uh, I mean, who knows what they're going to be thinking they're talking to or whose hand they're holding. I don't even know about Terminator. You know, going on a date with Terminator. Jeez. <laughs> AI is a, um, this is an interesting place we're in. Yeah. You know, the, the, uh, the open AI CEO was on, uh, was testifying in front of Congress and, and you really don't, this is a new world, uh, yeah. where, where we've got people who created society changing technologies who are asking for regulation. And saying, you know, what I've created, and this is, it takes an extreme level of maturity to say like, you know, what we created here can be used in a, in a harmful way. Uh, and I, and I respect, I respect that perspective and, and him being able to get up there and do that. Unlike the TikTok guy who just denied everything. But this is a very scary, scary place because there is a place for things like chat GPT right. that can be very, very useful for society and will advance society at a rapid rate and it seems that we need. But put in the wrong hands is a very dangerous technology. And when we start talking about, you know, having to decide and try to interpret what is real and what is not, mm-hmm. it we can be in a very, very difficult spot quickly. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. You know, we were filming some uh, scenarios out here where we do some off-site work with uh, a friend of mine. He runs Mission 6-0, former Green Beret, Jason Van Camp. And uh, we were out here doing some stuff, and we videotaped it all. And uh, what I was going to get at is my buddy's like, hey, Rad, can can you get on the radio and record yourself talking about, like, some chatter over the comms while we 
overlay in this video while the guys are moving with, you know, their weaponry. It's like HQ, HQ, glycerin, copy, hot copy. That's what they were really wanting from me. And I was like, you know, I'm so busy. I can't do it today. He's like, no problem. And then he sent me a link. He's like, listen to this and tell me what you think. And it's me. And it's like, glycerin, this is rad. Meet me at the HQ. Let's go to the farmhouse and grab, grab the objectives. And he's like, yeah, Roger, rad. This is glycerin out. And I said to my wife, listen to this. And my best friend, business partner, Ajax, listen to this. He's like, that's not you. I was like, it's not me. He's like, I can tell it's not you, but it's you. I was like, right. Yep. I'm saying, yeah, dude. That's creepy. scary. It's creepy. I didn't give him my voice either. See, I, my editor, I didn't tell him anything. I said, I can't make it tonight. I can't get on the radio to record this. And he's like, oh, no problem. I didn't give him like the words. Yeah. He went and oh, pulled just it. Pull it. Yeah, pull it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your voice is. Your voice is all over. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? And so it's all over. <laughs> I tried chat, chat GBT for messing around with the podcast. Yeah. I had a dude on and uh, a dude, excuse me, a major general dude, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he's still he's a, a dude. He's a surfer. Still a dude. He's surfing. Yeah, so. he was in charge of the, uh, the VA from 16 to 2021, Dr. Richard Stone. And so... We were talking and going back and forth, and uh, I, I just put in my chat GPT. I said, give me questions for this dude's title at this organization. And it came up with, ask him, what can the VA do better? What can this algorithm do better for a veteran? I was like, uh. so I usually use my own questions, like we're doing right now. I'm scared. <laughs> you feel me? It could give me all the questions. Oh, man. I think where we run into some, you know, outside of certainly the national security piece of the whole thing, I think where we run into some societal issues around education. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, we need smart people. That's right. And, and there are certain things I have this conversation with my daughter all the time. You know, nobody can put the work in for you. You know, you want to be a good lacrosse player, then you got to go out there and you got to run. You got to work out. You got to throw the ball. You got to catch the ball. And you got to shoot, shoot on the goal. You know, nobody can replicate that. And it's the same for education. You know, like you can't go onto AI and first of all, and, and not, and, you know, and incorporate in the conversation about what if it's wrong, but you can't educate yourself through AI. Certainly you can learn something, but you still got to read it. You know, right. you still got to, you still have to interpret it. And when we look at the educational system, what do things like higher education teach you? You know, even to use your brain, um, to use your brain, right? Like, you, I don't remember. Exercise it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember 90% of the things that I learned in college and or in grad school or in undergrad. But what I learned was how to think through problems, mm -hmm. how to do research, how to find solutions. And if we don't do those things, then our answer to the 30 page term paper is to type in, write me a paper on X. Right. Well, I haven't gone through the exercise. That's like looking at the rebounder, looking at the goal, looking at the basket, and then showing up to the game and being like, let's play. And expect to perform well when it matters. Without ever running the court, right? Just like not ever even shoot, just like I can do this. It's preemptive text. It starts way back then when we were like typing on our phones, like the a, A, B, B, C, 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 and it would bring up, do you mean these three words? And you choose one of those three words. And then all of a sudden now we have, you know, uh, where it prompts you, you misspelled your word, right? Yeah. Underline red or blue. And you're like, oh, I mean the right word. You're not still spelling the word. You just read it. You know, it's right that way, but you're not spelling it.
So it's really just, it's dumbing us down. I'll say it. We got to, you know, we, are you, do you still write with a pencil yourself, friend? You know, it's true, right? Two, two, two. Yeah, right here. Same. It's like I take notes. I still write because even though my handwriting seems atrocious, it's still legible. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I, I have my notebook here and sometimes I can't even read what's on here. Notes, so. notes, notes. Yeah. It says Fran, yeah. it says Fran. <laughs> I'll tell you, do you have a whiteboard? Do you ever uh, use a whiteboard still in your... I do, mind? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the uh, outside over here. Yeah, see, and uh, I, I find that a lot of guys from your, uh, you know, your club there all have a whiteboard still in their life. And they're always plotting and planning on a whiteboard. And I remember dad in the office, he'd have like two to three years out on this big whiteboard going all yeah. the way along the wall. It's like going to Thailand, <laughs> you know, like, wow. <laughs> oh, I don't hear you, Fran. Fran, I don't hear you. Oh, sorry. I hit the, no, okay. I hit, the uh, hit the space bar. So there's uh so certainly on the white, the whiteboard, you know, is a, is a great tool when it comes to like ideation and kind of riffing and coming up with, you know, throwing a bunch of things down really quickly. But what uh, I think what you're talking about is having that project list, mm-hmm. you know, and like, so, you know, my various initiatives, whether it be the podcast, whether it be my business and the security or the leadership business, yeah. there's a lot of projects going on and things will become overcome by events. And if you don't have something that you can look at, that's kind of always up there. Right. That even when you walk in the room and you're, and your, your eye catches it and you're like, Oh man, that project's on, you know, that, that, right, it's on, on the that RFPs do that's there, you know, like, okay, but I got to remember about that. You know, what happens on the screens here is we open other screens and we do other things on those screens. And then we forget about that project tracker. You know, that's no longer on the, on the wall. I actually hung a TV here, but you can't see it, but behind my monitors where I can project up the project list. Uh, For that very reason, because I was like, well, I need, you know, every day I need to be remembering Mm -hmm. what are these things that we're working on or I'm going to forget about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to have that. It's it's good to have a visual aid that just reminds you of I have these things, these goals that I got to do. It's like, oh, okay, just set a goal list, chase after it. And even if it's like a a two year timeline, the cool thing is, is you're moving towards your goal and you can move your goal post. It's your goal. So if you have to, if you've gone two years and you followed that timeline and you've only gotten halfway through what you thought you would have, at least your goal's still on there and you're still chasing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, I, I ask the question of folks all the time, you know, what are you going to do today to change your position? Because mm-hmm. no one's going to do it for you. Yeah, you know, that's the conversation I, you know, this week having a lot with my daughter, you know, because she was super upset about the game I talked about, you know, and I said, look, the answer is you got to make the team, you got to make the other team. <laughs> right. You know, the answer is you're on the B team. You got to get on the A team. Right. Because you're not going to, if you think you're going to change behavior of 20 other people, that's not going to happen. But what you can do is change your position. Mm-hmm. Right. So the top, you can do something every day and it's not going to happen this season because a couple weeks left, but you could start that process now. And you know you've got nine months when you come here into this next year to put yourself in a position where you're not going to be around these people anymore. And you're going to be with the people who think like you do. Mm-hmm. But nobody can do that for you. So what are you going to do every single day to change your position? And every morning, you know, that's what I ask her. What are you going to do today? Ten minutes. Five minutes. Doesn't have to be, you don't have to go out there. All right. You know, I point out, you don't have to go outside and run for an hour and a half, but can you do 10 
sprints? Can you run for 10 minutes? Can you take 20 shots on the goal that take what, two minutes? Just before you go to minutes? school or just before you late? Yeah. Just, just, just before it. you go out the door, just like set it up. Whack, whack, whack. I know a guy that That's does it. bow archery. I watch him yeah. uh, all the time. And before he goes to his regular job and he's a book writer, <laughs> yeah. he always pulls his bow at, at like five times and just then he pieces out in his truck. Yeah. You know, he's always dropping that bow that just constantly honing his craft. Yeah. 10 mm-hmm. shots a day before you get on the bus. Yeah. What's that at the end of the month? 22, two, 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 over 200. Extra throws, extra, extra, extra throws. tweaks, extra style points. You know, uh, yeah. I, I snowboard all the time. I mean, my wife and I go like two, three times a week. It's constant. I was like, how'd I look? She's like, you look like you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, do I look okay? Cause I always do the filming. Yeah. Not to sound like I want to, I see myself, but I just want to see style. I want to see my style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm working on it. I'm doing these extra little tweaks. I work on this this rubber ball that I have behind me where I stand on it and do like <laughs> these different balance moves. That's and, good. Yeah, you got to increase balance. Yeah, it's yeah, all about exactly. core core strength. Core oh, mid. it's all core strength. Yeah, yeah, my right now I got a sore quad from riding the slush. It's super slushy up there right now. It's open till June first. So, so jealous. Yeah, <laughs> 150 inches still of base at Brighton. It's crazy. It crazy. is crazy. I know I was talking to someone who's there from New Jersey and I said, this is probably like your peak season snow is what we're still trying to keep going up here. In Utah. Uh, we had nothing this year. Right. Like I, a couple I, of feet. I mean, not even a couple of feet. I mean, he's like, I've been here for two weeks riding straight. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, good. Okay. Get out there, what's, chase it. <laughs> what's that guy do for a job? Because I need to go do that. You know, he said, honestly, I asked him and when people, when I ride on the lift, I'm like, so are you a rock star or rich? I say it all the time just because we're masked up. You don't know who's on it with you. Is it, is it post Malone? You just don't know who you're riding. Is it rad? Yeah. <laughs> is it Fran? You know? So what do you do? Why do you, oh, you have a podcast and now you get a ride on the resort every day. Maybe I need to go after a podcast. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. he said his wife was a nurse and, uh, she makes good money. And I yeah. was like, all right. Well, Led Zeppelin, man. Steady loaded woman. <laughs> Gonna come Damn. my way. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's my wife. Yeah, there you <laughs> yeah. go. That's a shout out to you, babe. I sing that to her all the time. She always pays for dinner. I'm like, oh yeah, Led Zeppelin, baby. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, Fran, uh, I know I've had your time for about an hour, and I know it took us about a month to link up, and I've really had a wonderful time talking with you, and there's so much more that I'd like to throw out there. Like, you're always welcome to be on the show. You know, we can Thank do you. something with Fran in the future and and uh, have you Let's do it. just get motivating right you're very very cool how you talk and just relate and i appreciate your service to our country and to those that you did were able to bring home and those that maybe didn't come home i'm thankful for their service as well and the people that they fought for as well so you know from all of us here i just want to say thanks well thank you i love what you're doing i love your platform and i love the message that you're spreading so keep up the good work and thanks for the invite i'll definitely be on whenever you want me to come on, I'll be there. So, oh no, it's perfect. <laughs> so, it's perfect. We'll I'd absolutely it. love to. And that's great. And it's the so it's the Jedberg podcast that's going to be posted up down at the bottom of this wherever it's at. And you can also go check it out. Go like and subscribe. Click on his notifications. Make sure you comment down below. Make sure that if it wasn't for you, there'd be no us. I want you to really know that to my listener. Also, check out our merch store. Check out his merch store. And I carry this pencil like David Letterman. So I can just throw it at the computer. (laughs) And with that, I just want to say peace from all of us here at Software.
You've been listening to Soft Rep Radio. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.